Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to Believe in the Dallas Cowboys. I am Jeff Cavanaugh. Alongside my co-host, the great and powerful former Cowboys wide receiver, Jesse Holly. I hope I'm hitting the right button. Oh, Jesse Holly went 77 yards. It must be a reality show. Thank you for joining us as we will go through everything that matters with the Dallas Cowboys today and this week with you guys, and we will have a wonderful time while we do it. So get ready to party. We'll talk about Jason Peters is in the building. In the building. Tyler Smith getting ready to play left tackle. Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore. Dak Prescott, he does not have the same doubts that you might because he's different. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Cowboys and Eagles are now co-favorites to win the NFC East, Jesse. Which one are you picking? Uh, the one that cuts me a check. Okay. Find reviews and news for every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. So you guys call Jesse a homer. He just told you, or you call him a hater. He just told you he's a homer. <laughs> Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information. Live in-game betting props and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today. And make your first sports bet. Our promo code is Believe50. B-L-E-A-V-5-0. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Here's the great and powerful Jesse Holly. Hey, Jesse, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing, brother? It's Friday. I am here. Rain. You know? There's been enough rain. Like, we didn't have any rain for a really long time. Well, I have a broken sprinkler system. So, like, I appreciate the rain because my yard is dead. And I don't want it to be dead. I want my yard to work. I want my yard to be green. But you want your front yard because your backyard's yeah. turf, right? Yeah, backyard's turf. You can't kill that. Maybe I need to turf the front yard. Is that would that be the ultimate sign of laziness? That's the ultimate sign of wealth. <sighs> you hear that? Super chat? Where are you at? The ultimate sign of wealth. Super stat. Start 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 dialing in so we can get just front grass turfed up. Yeah, then I don't have to worry about a sprinkler system. We can save money on the water bill. It'll be great. Uh, Jason Peters is in the building with the Cowboys. Jerry Jones was on the fan this morning talking to the KNC Masterpiece, and he said that he that they're doing the physical things and that Jerry would meet him when he was done with the interview. So Jason Peters is in the building, the left tackle for the Bears last year, the Eagles forever. And we shall see if maybe during this show or by the end of the day, at the end of the day, if the Cowboys will announce that Jason Peters is going to be on the team, and if he is, what will his role be? Because in the same interview, Jerry was talking about, oh, yeah, Tyler Smith, left tackle. He's about to get a Harvard doctor's degree in left tackle right after he said Jason Peters is in the building. And so now I'm confused, Jesse. And thank you to Michael in the super chat with the front yard money. Let's go. <laughs> well, uh, Jerry could be saying that because – Jason Peters is old enough to be a professor. Yep. Right. And 
I think like Columbia and others are tied into the NFL. So you can go there and get a free education that the NFL will pay for like your master's degree. So maybe Jason Peters did that. And then on the flip side, he will then become um, the professor of the, of the accelerated PhD left tackle program at Cowboy University with the class only having, well, it should have three people in there, Ball, Walensky, and Tyler Smith, and Jason Peters can be the professor. Boom. Okay, so with Jason Peters visiting, I will tell you that this is just my thought, and I think I'm right about it, but it is my thought, that Jason Peters, if he signs with the Cowboys, whether he's ready in seven days or 15 days or whatever, that Tyler Smith's going to take his butt back to guard. And he's going to be, because Jerry talking about Tyler Smith, I'm going to give you a direct Jerry quote today while he was talking about Tyler Smith. Do I wish we had Tyron? Yes. Will we get Tyron back? Likely, which is a lot different than him before saying, oh, yeah, we're going to get him back for the meat of the schedule. Tyler will come in and get a Harvard doctor's degree and play in left tackle between now and then. Will we pay some price for it? Yes. Can we win with paying a price? I think so, yes. That's not the way you talk about a left tackle that you're super confident in playing left tackle. And if Jason Peters gets signed, I think you are confident in him playing left tackle. So, like, he's talking out both sides of his mouth right now, but I think once and if Jason Peters is a Dallas Cowboy, that Tyler Smith will be back at left guard. Agree or disagree? I don't I don't agree with what I don't disagree with what you're saying. I disagree if that's actually happens. For me personally, I think you've come to the point now where you gotta just go with Tyler Smith. I do. I think I think now is the time to just go with him and let him get those Harvard d- degree level courses at left tackle. And if the first couple times he fails, game one or game two. I think then you can go ahead and put Peters in and then move him to left guard. But I think I think more time, you know, now is the time. This is the time to let him go ahead and and, and get those and get those licks in and and really see what you got. I don't know who you are, Jesse Holly, because now I'm going to sound like the hater. Okay, hold on. Yeah, here we go. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. Because to me, to me, that is the ultimate cowboy way where it's like, hey, look, we picked Tyler Smith in the first round, so we know we're going to take some lumps, and it's not going to necessarily be our best chance to win today's game, but for our future, we want to do this, where we have Tyler Smith at a spot where we're less confident in him than if he were at guard, and we're going to have Connor McGovern on the field instead of Jason Peters. To me, that is the cowboy thing, where it's like, well, I don't want to block someone from the progress of this individual player, as opposed to, Hey guys, what about today? Like, let's yeah, go win today's game. Jason Peters ready for today. Like he hasn't been in anyone's off season, anyone's training camp. I get, I get it. He's been around for 40 years. Like, right. He's been around for literally for 40 years, but like, don't you think literally? Yes. Literally. You don't think, I guess at 40, it might be different than at like 33. Cause if you told me Tyron skipped literally everything, I'd be like, cool. See you week one. I, you're right. I mean, at that position, like there is no, there has to be a level of ramp up. Like you just can't go from nothing on the couch to now game time in a week. Like literally, it would be it would be ten days and eleven days before you before you got out there on the football field. So I, I think initially you give Tyler Smith the opportunity to go out there. And I said this the other day, and 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 you know, this is here it is. This is optimistic Jess. I'm optimistic Jess today. Okay. Don't steal my glory. I'm optimistic, Jess. Last year, 
we we knew that bringing in a guy like Micah Parsons was going to be good for this football team. Did we know how good it was going to be for this football team? Absolutely not, right? What happened, though? An injury, uh, a suspension, or, or COVID, all that stuff happened, and you were kind of thrusted into this thing of, hey, we're down on numbers on guys who can actually rush the passer. Hey, you, you want to see what Micah Parsons can do? Holy moly, guacamole, Micah Parsons is a damn good pass rusher. Now we've unlocked this beast because we can rush him from the A-gap. We can rush him from the edge. We can line him up anywhere. And you turn into having the best player possibly this year in the National Football League, or at least defensively. Now, I'm not saying Tyler Smith is going to be Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons. I'm saying, could there be, could there be in the gut of your body, could there be a possibility that Tyler Smith goes out there and plays left tackle and actually does a damn good job? And those things that he did in the in, in college, the traits still come out there. And yes, he's going to take his lumps. Michael Parsons took his lumps. But what if it turns out to be okay? You'll never know this until you actually let him go out there and play because you're not as confident with him playing left guard either because if you were, then he wouldn't have been splitting reps with a guy who we know can't play left guard in, in Conor McGovern. So you're not confident with him at left guard. You don't know what he is at left tackle. At this point in time, hell, let the young boy go out there and just see what he got. And if it all else fails, you got you got uh, Jason Peters in your back pocket. He can go out there week three or week four, whenever that is, and you move on from there. Do you think that they'll, or not, maybe not even do you think, but should they? Because, again, the Cowboy way, I think the Cowboy way with what ha is happening with Jason Peters right now is they're going to tell him, all right, cool, your physical looked good. Now, also, we're the Cowboys, so we're going to negotiate here. You want what? Okay, uh, we don't necessarily want to give you that much, so we'll debate that later. But we're also going to wait until after the first game because we don't want to guarantee your salary for the whole season. Uh, and he's going to be like, right, but you need me. Um, so, like, you're going to want to sign me now or I'm going to go see if anybody else wants some help and go sign. Like, if you're the Cowboys, do you stop doing the Cowboy way and actually have some urgency and aggression and like, no, 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 you're right. We're going to sign you today. We have cap space. Don't we don't want to play games. I, you know, it's, it's, I don't think they can. I, I don't think they can stop being who they are. Like, as, as bad as they want to do it, I don't think they can. And I think they're going to play that same game like, well, you know, we kind of don't want to pay you that much. And for a guy like for a guy like Jason Peters, he's like, again, non-time pro bowler. He, he is not – he's not – he don't need the money. Like, he's good. So he can sit there and say, I know that you need me, and you're going to give me the dollar that I'm asking for, or I'll go back home because I'm good either way. Like, I'll play again, but I'm 40. I've done this for 20 – for 13, 14, 15, 20 years. I'm, I'm really straight. My, my, my bank account is fat. I got houses on both coasts. And honestly, someone's going to come around later on in the season to give me what I want anyway. So either you do it and give your fans some sort of confidence that you've done the right thing, or you don't do it. And they say, here we go again. The Joneses is Jones in. And now Marcus Peters is going somewhere else because you and I both know that there are many opportunities for him to go and play football this year. Um, whether it's week one, week three, someone's going to lose a starting left tackle and will need some help, especially if that team is a contender. And they have the cap space for it, they're definitely going to pay it. And he was good last year. Like He played for a million and a half last year, but he was good. So if you played left tackle and you played well, 
Uh, a million and a half ain't going to get it anymore. <laughs> like you're going to have to pay more than that. Kilgore is in the super chat. He said, I'm dropping a $20 super because I got questions for both of y'all. Jeff, what would have to happen for you to have any hope at a deep playoff run slash really good season? Jesse, same question for you. What would have to happen? Block. That is, that is the wild card. Like, do I think that Dak just by processing and making good decisions could make it work in the passing game with weapons that aren't elite? Yeah. You get Gallup back and you go with CD and Gallup and Tolbert or whoever. I mean, right now, Noah Brown's your number two wide receiver. But Schultz and Jake Ferguson, I, I can make that work. Can you block? Can you protect my quarterback? Can you open a, a lane in the run game? Because they're going to play good defense. I believe that. They're going to play good defense and their quarterback's good. Can you block? They're going to show me they can block. And I hope that starts with uh, Jason Peters being part of it because I don't know that you can block with Connor McGovern, rookie left tackle, Terrence Steele and Biotish on the field. That scares me. It scares me. Yeah, they, there is no hope for me that they make a deep playoff run. Because when that team, there isn't. There he is. There he is. <laughs> you, we are who we, he is who we thought he was. Oh, Jesse, huh? <laughs> because here's my thing about that. Their team offensively is not better. Um, you're now going to bank on the defense having – uh, a ton of turnovers again this year. And when your teams were at their best, when you had a healthy Tyron Smith, when you had a healthy Zeke Elliott, when you had CeeDee Lamb and you had Amari Cooper and you had other pieces on this team, you still couldn't make deep playoff runs. So when you have a lesser uh, uh, roster of talent, when the people around you have gotten better, even within your division, have gotten better than you. And a lot of that's on paper and that's subjective. And of course, we're all about if quarterbacks stay or go all year long. Um, but I, I just find it hard to believe that you, um, you know, that that you aren't, that you are in a position to be better than you were or go longer in the playoffs than you've done in the past when your teams were better and more healthier. Yeah, I think the big, the only difference to me is I don't think you were ever going to be able to win it last year because Dak was never right after he hurt his calf. Combining the calf with the ankle, I just don't think he was ever right. And actually, that's a great transition because, Jesse, I wanted to ask you about Dak Prescott because he actually talked to the media yesterday. And that's the Dak that I am used to. And, like, he might always say words like that where it seems like, like, you guys can worry about whatever you want. Feel free. Keep writing it. Keep thinking it. I don't mind because I know what we're about to go do. Like, Dak believes that he thinks that way and he believes that way i don't think that's where he was at the end of last season after he strained the calf because we could see it on the field it was the worst six week stretch of his career was played after the calf strain and so i don't think he was ever the same and the dude that i heard talking to the media yesterday like that's the deck that i know where he's like yeah you don't think that i'm gonna win with jake ferguson and Jalen tolbert and he's like and that's fine believe it write it that's cool but watch, like I think that's that's him when he's okay, and that I think that he really believes the things he's saying. No, I, I agree with you, Dak. Uh, if Jerry said that T Tyler is going to get a Harvard education on left tackle, Dak has already graduated with his PhD and saying the right things in media. Like he he like you can't find a bad quote from Dak in his seven years in the National Football League. It just it doesn't exist. He says the right things at the right times and the right tones about the right people always. And that's Dak. And 
one of the first things you talk about when you talk about the player, Dak Prescott, is what? His leadership, right? That is, that's line one. That's line one when you talk about Dak Prescott. You don't talk about nothing on the football field. You say, oh, his leadership, his leadership, his leadership. He's going to do that better than anything else that he does in life, is he's going to be the 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 the, the perfect leader for your team. He's going to say the right things. And he's going, and I'm not saying that Dak doesn't believe those things. Uh, he's supposed to. Well, and he's got literal degrees in this stuff. Like literally, <laughs> like work, workforce leadership, and yeah, he does. And and, and for Dak, he has to, um, you know, openly say these things because he wants Tyler Smith to feel that way. He wants uh, Tolbert and and Houston and and Noah Brown to feel like you know what, man, my God believes in me. And while it may be fluff to us, I can tell you, it matters to those guys. It matters when your quarterback says to you. I got you. I believe you. That's right. We, I'm rolling with you. I'm rocking with you. I got your back. It, it goes a long way with those guys in that locker room. So whether we believe what Dak Prescott says or not is irrelevant. We have a job. He has a job. Our job is to objectively dissect this football team and to put out there the best that we know possibly can about what we see. His job is to objectively dissect this football team and put out in the open what he believes, what he sees. And if he believes that, then damn it, let him believe it. But he's going to have to show and prove when it comes on Sunday, and that's what makes Dak Prescott such a great leader because he stands in front of the press and he has a lot of people like, you know what? I, I believe with you, Dak. You know what? It can happen. Matthews in the Super Chase said, Jeff and Jesse, give Cowboy Nation a reason to still continue to believe in the organization with this front office and all their shortcomings. Uh, you got the NFC East. You get to play in the NFC East. That's great. Uh, your team is one of the best scouting and drafting teams in the league. Before the final cutdowns, I believe it was the Ravens and the Cowboys that in the last five years, players that you originally drafted or signed, you have the most in the league, you in Baltimore. That's a sign of your scouting and drafting. Uh, I think that you have a franchise quarterback. Uh, but yeah, like the Rams are one of the best at home growing too. The Cowboys are number one in the league, literally number one in the league this year, where 80 something percent of their roster is homegrown, never played anywhere else. We drafted you and or signed you. And that's where you came from. And people think that the Rams are the exact opposite. They're not. The Rams are in the top five at that too. They just realize when somebody becomes available on the open market, that yeah, three quarters of our team, we grew it and they're third and fourth and fifth round picks. And they're going to play for cheap. But Jalen Ramsey's available. Bam. Open the checkbook. Uh, our quarterback's okay. A better one's available. Bam. Open the checkbook. Trade away the draft picks. Uh, that, 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 I think, is the one looming big criticism I have of the front office. Is homegrown's great. Keeps it cheap. If you're able to scout and draft well, good. But amplify and complement that with I'm sorry, who's available? Bam. I, I need think, that position. And, and like, that's, they don't do that. I think you're right. I think you're right in the sense of, um, you know, drafting, keeping God. I think what the Cowboys kind of run into an issue is, is the development part. Is just because you keep guys that you drafted on your team, have they developed into good players? Like have Because you can have a lot of guys on your team that haven't developed into good players. Um, and, and you and I both know, you know, when you're, when you're the 11th, 12th pick of the draft in the first round, you're supposed to be good. 
Like you're supposed to be good. Like that that's that's not hard. That's not that's not a hard thing to scout. You know what I'm saying? If you have a top 10 pick, it's not a hard thing to scout a good player. Now you hope you get the right player to fit what you need, but you know, there's guys that's bombed in there. But for the most part, if you look over the league, if you got a top 10, 15 pick, that player's probably gonna be good for you for a long time. It's those other guys that that the back end of the roster, the contributors, the, you know, and the Cowboys have sucked in the second round. They have sucked balls in the second round. Sorry. And developing. Sorry. God, Trayvon second. Diggs. Bruce Carter, Sean Lee. Uh, I mean, we can we can we can name them. Hey, Sean Lee is a bad. Oh, are you are you saying those are good? Those are bad. I mean, well, I mean, Sean Lee was a bad pick in the second round. He, you, you drafted a guy who was often injured in college, only for him to come to the league and be often injured in the league, and it cost you a ton of games because when Sean Lee went out, that defense was putrid. I think their second round is up and down. Bobby like Cheeto, Cheeto is a two. Thank you, Peter. Bobby Carpenter. Uh, oh no, 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 no. Yeah, there's no, there's not Tristan Hill. Like, um, yeah, there's, there's, they're, they're hit or miss there. Like, you get Trayvon Diggs, you get Tristan Hill, you get. Uh, to me, Cheeto is about as average a second round pick as you're going to get. Where it was like, yep, that was a four year starter, and he's still starting somewhere else, and he was fine. Like that's what the second round kind of is. And they've definitely had misses. Jalen Smith, top of the second. And, hell, they paid him even after picking him. They picked him and paid him. Boss man fat. Bruce Carter. Um, Not looking great. Uh, they See, overall, the Cowboys are a good drafting team. Like Anthony Brown, six-round pick. And he's going to yeah. be a six-year starter for them. Um, I mean, we could just – I guess you could just kind of go across the roster. And we'll see because they've got 20 guys from the last two drafts that are on this team now. And that story – who they are is going to determine who the Cowboys are for the next five years. Joe Jackson, just because I love both of you guys, is in the super chat. Johnny, if CeeDee Lamb gets hurt, will Jesse suit up for a game or two? Jesse? Nope. Y'all don't want me out there. Trust me. I promise you guys. You don't You don't, You don't. don't want me anywhere near your football field and your football team. Yeah, but you would take that check. Don't say no. No, no, no. If they called, please <laughs> believe me. Even if it was just a practice squad, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. I will take your 15 grand a week. Yes. I'm going. I'm no. It's like more like 18, 19 grand a week. I'm, I'm. I have more than two years of experience. I'm definitely going, and I'm definitely collecting the check. And if I pull a hamstring, you cannot cut me unless you give me a settlement. So my hamstring will take another four to six weeks. So I'll take four to six weeks settlement check, and I'll come right back here and join you, Jeff. And we'll talk. Andrew. About wouldn't Denzel Mims be a great insurance policy for a fifth round pick? We wouldn't have to rush Gallup back if we make the trade. Um, Denzel Mims, it's funny watching when this happens in the league that the Jets were like, yep, we're going to trade him. And they're like, and we want a fourth round pick. And the whole league was like, he's been a bust and he's like fifth on your depth chart. We're not giving you a fourth round pick. Like, here's a six. And they're like, we're holding firm. And you're like, all right, well, enjoy having your fifth receiver on the roster then. Uh, yeah, I think Denzel Mims would be cool to throw in the mix for the Cowboys. It's just a matter of what are you giving up? Because in theory, a fourth round pick is probably a miss more often than it's a hit. But so far, Denzel Mims is also a miss and he's on a first round contract. So like, I ain't giving up a whole bunch, but if you're giving him away, hell yeah. Give me another wide receiver. Cowboys got like eight, got like eight wide receivers on the roster. Well, I guess at least one's going to IR. Uh, what have we not hit yet? We did Dak. Kellen Moore, Mike McCarthy, Jesse? Yeah, we talked about this in, in pre-show. Like, what is the mentality going to be? Because um, 
up to this point, we've realized that this football team would be a defensive-led football team. You agree? Yes, and I think that that's scary because a defensive-led football team is not going to win anything. So if if the defense if, if the defense is going to be leading this football team, then what will be? And I know your answer. I don't I don't want Jeff's answer because Jeff's answer is, "Hey, let's go five wide and slay this bad boy all over the field." I know that's your answer. I know. Let's that's go. Your, let's go. No, that's I, I don't want the Jeff Cavanaugh answer. I want what is the mentality? Because we always ask every year, you know, what is the mentality of this football team? What is what is the what is the uh, uh, the makeup of it? What is its identity? How does Kellen Moore, with what he knows about this offensive line, because they they they're having the serious conversations, right? They're they're if they're being real with themselves, they're like, listen, Brian, we we ain't the best up front, but what are their approach? And I know I know what Jerry said. We're we're gonna be a run football team, and it's gonna start with Ezekiel Elliott. But like the mentality, like what are you really going to go into this game and be like? Let's I- go. I worry that, well, and not even worry, you know what? Because everybody realizes that, yes, I uh, kind of hate running the football in general unless you're awesome at it. Like, think about the teams that run the hell out of the ball. The Titans, the Colts. Uh, they're doing that because they don't have a good quarterback. And most of the time it's actually counterintuitive unless you can, like it worked for the Colts last year because even though the whole world knew you were running the ball and you played them to run the ball, Jonathan Taylor still got over five yards of carry. So like if you, if your runner can still get those results when the whole world knows that's coming, then now, hell yeah, I can run the ball effectively and you know, I'm going to run the ball effectively. And now the passing game is easy, but I think so many people picture it as, well, you run the ball a ton because then you can throw the ball. Like, no, you run the ball a ton if you can run the ball super effectively. And this offensive line, I think Terrence Steele is a better run blocker than pass protector. I think Tyler Smith is a better run blocker than pass protector. I think the Cowboys are about to run the ball. And in their mind, it makes sense. And if Zeke and Pollard are both getting five yards a pop, that's fine. But if you are going to run the ball 25 times a game at 4.2 per to Ezekiel Elliott, you are going to lose. You are going to lose because it's not four, 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 four. That's not how you get to four point two. <laughs> it's five, negative one, third and six, and then if it's an incomplete pass from the whole world knew you were passing, Dak ruined the drive. No, you called two running plays in a row and ruined the drive. You jerks. So, I I, I do think that they are going to be planning to run more than they have. I believe that. And it's just going to come down to, is your line good enough? And are your backs good enough that you can get me five yards of carry? Because at four, it's a stupid plan at five. Okay. That's fine. Then then doesn't that mean that your mentality coming out is, Hey guys, we have to come out and get the lead early in this game so that we can milk the clock. Because if you're playing down 10, 12, 13, 14 points a game, you really kind of you're, you're, you're kind of playing strapped and you're really going to have to pass the ball more often, right? Because that's just the way the nature of the beast goes. There's not enough possessions or time for you to run the ball that that much and, and have those five minus two, third and six. Now we got to, you know, now we got to pass it again. 
to, to keep that running game up. So initially they have to come out and say, hey, we can't we can't start games slow. We have to literally score at least seven to ten points on our first two or three possessions. Because if we get down, like I said, 10, 13, 14 points, we, we found ourselves now in, in, a, in a situation where we 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 gotta just drop back and pass. And I don't know if that's where they want to be. Ken Art in the super chat, we need to control the clock. That's not pass heavy. This is my only problem with a lot of football fans is the way the league works now is you think of like running the football is how you control the clock. The way you control the clock is you get a first down, another first down, another first down, another first down, another first down, and then you score a touchdown. That's how you control the clock is with first downs. And passing the ball, the clock runs too, depending on where you are in the game. And then on a completion, it'll run anyway. But you control the clock by first downs, not by handoffs. And every team in the NFL, 32 of them, convert better from first and 10. And my goal is to get another first and 10. All 32 of them, if they throw on first down, are more likely to end up with another first and 10. That's all. That's all I care. That's all I want to make sure that people know is like the world thinks that 1992 Cowboys football is what it is. And it's not. Every team in the league, except last year there was one or two. Every team in the league is more efficient throwing than they are running. So do I hate running? No. I hate that there's still a lot of people that think that you running. Do running. You do. You hate running and you hate running backs. I love Tony Pollard. He's good as hell. Give him the rock. As long as he's getting five a carry. If you can't get me five a carry, I don't ever want to hand the damn ball off. You know what? But uh, I'll, tell so, you, no, I'll tell you two times. Let me, let, me, let me ask you this question. What running backs in the league gave you five yards a carry? Uh, Nick Chubb usually does. Jonathan Taylor did. Derrick Henry, not last year, but the year before, I believe, did. Tony Pollard did last year. He got you like 5'2", five, 5'3", five, something like that. Uh, they exist. Like the guys that you named are all pro guys. Tony Pollard's not. He's a backup, Jesse. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But we're talking about if we did, if we did Tony Pollard's carries to those other three guys' carries, they wouldn't even be in the same stratosphere between Taylor, Chubb, and, and, and Henry. And, and and Tony Pollard. Oh, I think Tony Pollard's going to be a superstar a year from now. When? Where? When he's not a cowboy. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, somebody's going to sign him and give him the ball. And I think he's like I think he's going to be Austin Eckler. Like I think he's going to be a I think he's going to be a star. He's just not going to be a star here because we got a guy that makes a bunch of money, so he has to have the ball. Uh, no, you're right. I kind of I hate running backs and the running game compared to the average NFL fan because like all I care about is that whatever play I run gives me the best chance for success. And your best chance for success, if you say, when do you call a run play? First of all, anytime that the defense absolutely dares you and you know it's going to work, sure, check. Uh, but other than that, the only time when running is more efficient than passing is on third and one, fourth and one, third and goal, fourth and goal from the one. Any other time, you get better results passing the ball. And so, yeah, I do. I kind of hate running. I kind of hate running the football. Until you convince a team that I'm going to – teams want you to run. They want you to. And that's yeah. that should tell you everything. Other team defenses now in the NFL, what they do is they're literally trying to play the run with four people. And they're like, go ahead. I dare you. They I bet it. you won't. They did it with three for us last year. Yeah. Last year, they said, we're going to allow three, and, and, and you guys, we're going to drop eight. See, in Kinnard, okay, pass heavy. I already know that we lose when we pass more. Our defense will balance out Jeff Stout. Again, this is another thing. 
I'm gonna do this is a football lesson, okay? This is football 201. This is not 101. This is football PhD, 201. Right here, baby. PhD. This is football 201. You are confusing the results of what happened. Like you're confusing um, what are the two words here? Correlation and causation. Yes, if Dak throws the ball 60 times in a game, I bet they lost that game because it means they were losing. That's why he threw it 60 times. If you were up, if Dak threw three touchdowns in the first half and you were up 24-0 at half, then Zeke and Pollard are going to end up running the ball 30 times because this game's already over. We're just, all we give a shit is we are taking zero risk, keep the clock running, game over, we won. So yes, if you end up throwing 60 times, it means you were losing. So yes, you probably lost. If you ran it a bunch, it means that you were winning. And so you ran it at the end. Those numbers are determined in the second half by if you were winning or losing. They're not going to go out and never hand the ball off in a zero to zero and then seven to seven and then 10 to 10. Like that, that's not going to happen. Those numbers are determined by if you were winning or losing, not the reason you won or lost. Chill out. That was good. That was good. It's like the Zeke thing. When Zeke gets 100 yards, the Cowboys win. Right. They were winning. He got a bunch of carries. Like last year, the game where Dak threw for like 215 and three scores in the first half. Sweet. Game over. Right. But Zeke ends up with X number of carries, and it's like the Cowboys won because Zeke had X number of carries. Right. The Cowboys are undefeated when Dak kneels twice to end the game. (laughs) Dak should kneel twice to start the game. We win. Auto win. They've never lost when Dak kneels. Never lost. 365 I'm- unlimited in the super chat. Thank you. That's Thank all- you. See, I do hate, you're right. I do. I hate running the ball and I hate running backs. I do. Yep. Yeah. Look, look who's the hater now. I like Tony Pollard. He's super good. I really hate running back. Now, I don't hate the person. Let's be clear about that. I love everyone. And I'm so happy that Zeke got his money and that the Cowboys were stupid enough to give it to him. But I also want the Cowboys to win, so I don't want them to pay a bunch of money to a running back because that's a bad strategy, especially if he's not the best running back on your team and you're pressured to give him the ball a bunch because Jerry Jones loves him because that number 21 jersey sells its ass off and he thinks he's Emmett Smith, and that's how we win at football is we hand it to the big, bulky running back. So, no, I don't like that. I don't like that. Edward, starting to think the Jones family's spamming the chat with pro run takes. I didn't mean the show to keep going. I, the show's supposed to be over, but then people drew me off sides because I'm the hater. Do the Landry shift on first and 10 to start the game. They're undefeated when they do the Landry shift. Correlation and causation and they're not the same thing. Get off your chest. They're not the same thing. <laughs> also, be a good friend. They don't sponsor the show, but it's a bar I go to, and it's a neat shirt. All right, Jesse, um, anything else? Sorry. Um, no. No, I love I love when you, you do the big, 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 big. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Run the ball. Run the ball. Run the ball. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, run the ball because it means you're up by 20. And we're y'all got win. Jeff hot. Well, yeah, yeah, listen, when y'all make these run the ball takes, this gets Jeff pissed. And I love it. I love a pissed off Jess. Jeff, ask yourself why the Niners have been more successful. It's not Jimmy G's passing. Yeah, they had a stacked roster, and they ran the ball incredibly efficiently, which set up their play-action game. If you tell me you're going to run the ball for five yards a carry, you have my permission to run the ball. You did say that. And now ask yourself why the Niners can't win the Super Bowl. 
because their quarterback's not good enough and running the ball will never win a Super Bowl. Your quarterback's going to win it or lose it. So enjoy handing the ball off. I love you all, kind of. Remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through. So be cool to everyone. I love you. Bye. Eliminate the contingencies. (laughs) Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.